0: 2018 is coming to a close, but the wrestling year isn't over until we say so. Coming up on Two-Faced Wrestling Talk in our year-end edition, we'll talk about some of the newsmakers that dominated the wrestling landscape, from Ronda Rousey to Osprey to the Young Bucks and Cody. We will also take a look back with you at our matches of the year from various promotions, including WWE, Ring of Honor, NXT, New Japan, and Impact. Plus, we will give you what we're looking forward to in 2019, starting with Wrestle Kingdom, which is just around the corner. But before we get to that, we close out 2018 next.
1: WrestlingInc.com brings
0: you Two-Faced Wrestling Talk, the podcast that goes beyond WWE and goes in-depth on ROH, NJPW, Impact, and more. Also featuring fun pop culture and wrestling crossovers, listener Q&As, and extended discussions about wrestling topics past, present, and future. Now, here's your host, Kelsey.
1: Hi, and welcome to Two-Face Wrestling Talk. It's our last show of the year, (laughs) and I'm joined by my co-host, Paul.
0: Yep, before we uh, turn the page to 2019, we're going to look back at 2018. Did you have a good Christmas? Did you get lots of good good presents?
1: Legos! Lots of Legos. Yeah, I got lots of Harry Potter Legos. <laughs> I can't wait to build them and zen out. So I'm pretty excited. Lots of good stuff, some new headphones. Yep. Yeah.
0: Lots of practical stuff for me.
1: And a trip, though.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Second trip to Chicago in a year as we're going to the Winter Classic uh, next Tuesday. Bruins and Blackhawks at Notre Dame Stadium, that'll be fun.
1: Yep, this time, you know, it's not all in, but it's something that we're all into, (laughs) so it'll be cool nonetheless. That is true. And we're actually going to be talking about all in in a few minutes, in our second segment, when we talk about our favorite matches of the year.
0: But before we get to that, as always, we remind you how to find
1: us. Yep, you could find us on social media, but especially Twitter, at Two-Faced Pod, T-W-O-F-A-C-E-D-P-O-D. And if you can't find where to listen to us or watch us, go to our website, Two Faced TwoFacedPod.com, T-W-O-F-A-C-E-D-P-O-D, that has links to all kinds of different websites like wrestling inc's website their youtube channel it has all these audio platform links where you could find how to listen to us or view us and again that's our personal website you could also check us out on wrestlinginc.com under the podcast tab
0: and don't forget uh, if you want to gamble on some wrestling or some football we're watching college football bowl games as we tape this podcast uh remember to go to MyBookie.ag, use the promo code kick it and you can get an account Ready for uh, not only the uh, college football playoff games, but uh, the NFL playoffs around the corner as well. We'd also like to thank St. Arnold Brewing. Christmas is over, but plenty of Christmas ale and, uh, Christmas raspberry cheer. and raspberry AF for Kels as we ring in 2019. You're supposed to drink when Oops. you cheer. <laughs> Amateur.
1: <laughs> it's good even when flat. <laughs> we left it open a while. Yeah,
0: because somebody fell asleep while she was drinking it.
1: And watching wrestling. That's yes. <laughs> like my M.O. <laughs> I like wrestling, but guys, I fall asleep during it all the time. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess I just get so, like, zenned out.
0: I guess so. Well, let's, uh, let's start the show a little different. We normally do headlines at this point of the show, but this is more like headliners. This is going to be some of our uh, superstars of 2018 who are most newsworthy.
1: get right into the list of prominent people who just, I think, had a great year. I think we would be remiss if we didn't say Ronda Rousey. Now, I know everyone kind of gave her some hate this last few months. I don't understand why. If you go all the way back to WrestleMania, when we weren't sure if she could handle having a match on that big stage, she just has adapted to becoming a wrestler so quickly and so flawlessly, really. I mean, she kind of reminds me of Matt Riddle, who just has gotten into the business so easily. She's a natural. I mean, I kind of knew that would be the case because she's so athletic. How couldn't she pick it up? But there's been other people who have been great football players and haven't been able to to make that transition, but she has been able to, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and she's created Buzz, which is obviously one of the reasons WWE was so attracted to her. But she was a big unknown, and I think a lot of people were upset, you know, there were rumors that Sasha Banks was a little upset that she was going to get this push without proving herself. But I think she has proven herself. I mean, from that first match in front of 75,000 people, she had that it factor that she looked natural in the ring. She didn't look scared. She didn't look like she was thinking about every move. And she's done it throughout the year in different types of matches. She's gotten ragdolled by Nia Jax so she's proven that she can take punishment and and you know isn't isn't a wallflower that, that is just there to be pretty or She's not or, just
1: a name. Right,
0: exactly. She's there to put pay her dues and t- take a take a beating. So she's done matches like that. She's shown incredible athleticism. I mean, we talked about it last week, the match against Nia Jax where she's scaling her like a tree and yeah, these reversals, so cool. unbelievable. And then just this past week on Raw we saw a different side of Ronda where she did selling which you know we we didn't know whether she was going to be good good with that either and the whole way she acted conflicted in f- facing her friend Natalia and looking like she might even cry in the ring because she had to hurt Natalia I everything about
1: it And let's talk about, remember after Natty's dad died and she had to come out and start that whole thing about paying tribute to him and, you know, wishing her the best? That's something very hard to do because you have to sound like you're really, obviously, legitimately upset. You have to make it seem like it's not just something scripted, that you actually feel bad and it's an emotional thing. And she was, you know, tasked with doing that. It's not something easy. Even, I think, veterans, some veterans would have problem doing that but she actually did a great job what a hard position to be in but every position she's been put in it's just a testament to how good she is and how much work she's putting in she's you know accomplishing every task they throw at her
0: well and you know back to the fact that she's willing to take abuse i mean charlotte wears her out with that kendo stick at survivor series you know, she shows up the next night. There's welts all over her body and, and open wounds from cuts and stuff. And so the, this idea that, yes, she's gotten the push to the title and maybe it was quick and that she hasn't technically paid her dues, but she's working hard. And so, you know, I could, I, look, there's always going to be natural jealousy of anybody, I think. But I think she's proven herself more than capable. And I don't get, as you mentioned in the very beginning of this, the vitriol towards her um, from the fans that's, uh, look, you know, we're not really even going to talk about Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch obviously is getting a wrestler of the year awards, not just on, on the women's side, but WWE as a whole. And she, she's obviously had a buzzworthy year, but I think Ronda Rousey deserves to be right there on the same level, if not more so.
1: I think, Ronda should be the wo- the woman of the year for WWE. I-, I think she's proven just like, you know, everybody wrong. Because people are like, oh, she may not be good. The- the- people were hating on her. And people continue to hate on her. Becky has always been liked. It was just a matter of the company kind of getting behind her mm-hmm. or not. And they have. And of course now she's more popular than ever with the company backing her up and with this heel character change and everything. She's even more popular. But everyone liked her and they always liked her. So to me, it wasn't, like, much of an obstacle to get over. Whereas Ronda kind of had things against her from the beginning because people were questioning things, especially hardcore fans like us and our circle of people on Twitter. But now, you know, I think, like I said, if you go back and you look at that match with, like you mentioned, with Charlotte, where she was just beat up to hell, and she was bruised up, and oh my God, that was a brutal match. We're going to talk about that later, but after that match, she got booed. Yeah. After that match, which, people were booing which her, which really bothered me. It bothered me too because, like, she just sacrificed the heck out of her body, and yet they were just like, "We don't care." Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a playful booing; no. it seemed like they really disliked her, and they like just wanted Becky, and like that's what I didn't like because I, I was like, "At least give her her props for what she just put her body through." And yes, she hasn't maybe necessarily paid dues before this year in wrestling, but she has as an athlete. Mm-hmm. from her training overall. So to me, I think that counts. It's hard work to be an athlete.
0: Yeah, I agree. So uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, I would say, is to me the most buzzworthy person in WWE this year for everything she brought on board. Uh, and the fact that she's there every week, you know. It's not a Brock Lesnar situation where she's there, you know, a couple couple weeks in a row leading up to a pay-per-view and is gone for a couple months. She's there, and she's been wrestling just about every week now.
1: And her name value is just as high, if not higher, than Brock Lesnar's. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's phenomenal that she's actually there and shows up. So to me, you got to give her props. you got to give her respect. And you can't deny she's had a fantastic year. Whether or not you like her or like her in the company at all, she's had a wonderful year, and that's why she's made our list.
0: <laughs> Next up on our list is a guy who is... Uh, I think your favorite right now, and I think I've said he is my favorite, it's uh, Will Ospreay. He's going to start 2019 with potentially, as I've said the last two weeks, a 2019 match of the year with Kota Ibushi. But, man, he had a great 2018.
1: So many five-star and then four-plus-star matches, technically. You know, I just... Love everything that he does. If you go back and listen to some of his promos, his promos are good, too. So not only does he have it in the ring, he's got, like, the full package. He's got an amazing entrance song. He's got the, you know, awesome ring gear. He's got the physical prowess in the ring, like we've talked about. And then he just has a really cool persona, a really likable baby face persona, and he can cut a great promo. Like, I remember when he was you know, talking about how Dave Meltzer compared him to the Dynamite Kid and was worried that he's going to end his career a lot sooner than it should. And he used that in his promo, and he kind of played off it and said, like, I'm taking this risk on purpose. I want to have the best matches. I want to be remembered forever. I'm sacrificing my body on purpose. And that was powerful.
0: Well, and to be fair, if you go way back in our archives right around WrestleMania week, I expressed the same concern because of the workload that he— not only was he putting on these matches night after night. Remember his workload WrestleMania week? I think he wrestled in 6 matches
1: here in New Orleans that week. And that was after coming from Japan. Right. And so Zach Sabre Jr as well.
0: Right. Yeah. And he was hurting as it, you know as it was and and he's still delivering in these high flying matches that that are so good. But the other thing you talked about is persona and everything else. His selling is really good too.
1: His selling to me is like the top Two Out of all wrestlers Ever throughout any promotion I mean right now I think AJ Styles Is great at selling as well But to me they're neck and neck Osprey might even be a little better honestly But his selling is something that's always stuck out to me It's been something very special And he kind of walks a fine line I've said this in past episodes It could be over the top Sometimes. and corny yeah. But I find that it's never like that with him Like he yells and stuff And screams But there's just something with his body language that he is so believable that you think he's actually Mm hurt. And, you know, you talked about the workload during WrestleMania week. Specifically, we'll go into depth about that Skrull match. Mm -hmm. That's the match that he was hurting from that he had in Japan before he came here for WrestleMania week. And it was brutal. It was crazy. It was scary. But it was amazing. And it was great as the audience... Us getting to see something so awesome. And recently, he even had a five-star match to close out the year, and it was just a tag match. Yeah. And that was awesome, too.
0: Yeah, him and uh, Tanahashi against Omega and Ibushi.
1: And the camera angle, that one shot where they showed the close-up of Kota Abushi, and he couldn't believe that Osprey had landed on his feet, Yeah. he looked all scared. Yeah, right
0: over his shoulder. People yeah. are,
1: like, tweeting that like wildfire. Like, it's a, it's a really popular picture they're tweeting online right now.
0: The question I guess for Osprey is what is two thousand nineteen? What makes it a successful year? Does he does he capture one of the, the major titles, I guess, is the best way to look at it.
1: He has to. He is one of the best wrestlers in the world, period. Whatever promotion has him, they've got like a pot of gold, in my opinion. Why not have him with a main title? doesn't matter what title. Just have him with a prominent title. He deserves it. He's amazing.
0: He is. He er always delivers. Everything about him is likable. Uh, You know, I don't like some of the choreographed Cirque du Soleil stuff, (gasps) but he's not as guilty of it to me as as some others. Um, There's a cop. Every now and then there is a ridiculous one. You know, I mean... I always point out the one against Ricochet from a couple years ago. I know. That, there was even,
1: like, probably a sequence you didn't like in that tag match we were just talking yeah, about with Ibushi. Yeah,
0: there was. But for the most part, it's not as comical. Like
1: like if, the Bucks yeah, it, are it, a little more I, comical. I, I wasn't going to
0: call it out. I guys, knew
1: you were what but, you were thinking. But, I knew it. But it, it
0: it seems more like, okay, I'm trying to avoid getting hit as opposed to, Let's choreograph some nonsense together. Yeah, I understand
1: <laughs> what you're saying. So so even though you don't like the choreographed stuff, you think he's not really guilty of that as much. Not
0: as much, not as much. Now, he's trying to avoid getting beat up. Our next guy is a guy <laughs> who literally beat up somebody and saw his career take off because of it. We're talking about Sammy Callahan.
1: Yeah, and he almost like... Kind of revels in beating up people. <laughs> he's always drooling. I don't know. I love Sammy Callahan so much. In fact, like to me, he's a huge star. I know he kind of lucked into a very kind of viral, I would say, storyline and a very real kind of walking the line between reality and storyline with Eddie Edwards and him doing that terrible spot. And you just rewatched that the other day.
0: Yeah, Impact uh, was running uh, best of their matches of the year. In fact, I think the second part is this weekend of that. Uh, it, it, we looked back at that because, let's be fair, we weren't paying attention to Impact really. We we knew who Sammy Callahan was, obviously, but this was even before WrestleMania, so he wasn't really on our radar. And this thing happened, and it gained steam obviously more through social media. So I finally got a chance to watch it when Impact re-aired the match in its entirety, and it was it was funny just to see how much Impact has changed. Don Callis wasn't on the call. It was one of those shows at Universal, which is obviously kinda awkward. It unless it was edited, which it might have been, it real you really didn't even know know what happened to Eddie Edwards. You knew something happened because Eddie rolls out of the of the ring and there is blood but they cut to a scene of bobby lashley again how far impact has come bobby lashley's not even with the company anymore he's trying to get in to help so it was it it showed how far impact has come and really this incident with callahan while it was an accident was a gold mine for him and a gold mine for impact
1: i mean i feel bad (laughs) saying he looked into this storyline because it was actually a bad thing for eddie edwards but it could have been a lot worse he could have lost his eyesight he's lucky he didn't but for the company really thank goodness eddie edwards is okay but it has been great for them because it kind of launched callahan to me as the star of the whole company because i think anything he's been involved with has been great. And it's because I think he's got such a realism about him. If you go back, I've said this in a couple episodes previously, he had this amazing interview when he was on Talk is Jericho. The podcast interview was just incredible. And it was kind of partially in character, partially you know, not in character. And that's what's so great about Sammy. He kind of weaves in and out of staying in character. And you don't know what's real and what's not. And that's what I love about him. Also, he's just so, I don't know violence like you (laughs) believe that he's truly crazy and creepy and weird and uh just insane
0: well to two of those points first about the in and out of character remember we ran audio of one of his impact teleconferences and he kind of was in and out of character talking in reality about a lot of what he brings to wrestling but also doing stuff in character but the violence uh, you mentioned it in that series over the summer uh with he and pentagon was oh, gr- God. That match was great with the railroad spike. And then, you know, Sammy ends up getting his head shaved. I which, loved
1: that match. <laughs> with him when this, crying. Yes. He was crying and drooling everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite images of Impact from 2018. Just, like, the crying, the drooling, and he's getting his head shaved. It was, like, so cool because you felt it. And that's why Sammy's so great because he just connects. He gets it. He gets, and when I say it, he gets what wrestling is what wrestling can be in this day and age with social media um and he gets character because he is truly a character and that's why he's on our list for top wrestlers of 2018 and i'll
0: ask you the same thing as we just asked about osprey does he need to have a major title in 2019
1: yeah if he's staying with impact
0: he's got to be the champion at some point doesn't he
1: that would be the most popular person. I know right now Johnny Impact, because he's been on like, you know, that reality T V show, he might be a popular choice for the face of the company. And they might even have a problem putting the belt on Sammy because he's got such a crazy persona. But, really, how worried are they about their public (laughs) persona when they're switching to a ridiculous channel late at night on Friday nights? So I really don't know if they're going to care, considering Don Callis is touting it's going to be an edgier, quote, sexier, quote, more hardcore impact going forward for 2019. So if that is the case, you have to make Sammy your champion. Your It's going to be more
0: hardcore, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, So we'll be seeing what happens with Sammy Callahan. Now, another guy on our list is a guy who used to be an impact back in the day, but really came to the forefront last year, partially because of All In, mostly because of All In, but also because of the NWA, 10 pounds of gold. It's Nick Aldis.
1: Yes, and it was kind of my idea to put him on this list, and the reason is I felt like we could not leave him off the list because if you think about it, what makes somebody have a crazy good year? I would say the year before, no one... ...giving a heck what the person's doing. And then this past year, everyone cares. That's such a 180. And that's what Aldis has done. Not only do people care what he's doing, they Uh care about the promotion. Well, yeah, that's
0: what I was going to say, yeah.
1: So the promotion has kind of been resurrected and given new life. And he's been the person, really... You could say, yeah, but Cody won the title and he carried it for a little while. But Nick has been the constant for the promotion... He's kind of made the 10 pounds of gold seem like it's something worth fighting for, and he's carried it with a kind of elegance and professionalism that I think can't be ignored. And some people argue, like, oh, he's not the most exciting wrestler. I don't think that matters. I think the way he carries the belt Mm -hmm. matters. I think the consistency matters. His promo skills are really underrated. If you talk about some of the most underrated talkers, of 2018. He's one of them. He was on commentary a few times. That's what I was
0: going to just say. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he was incredible. He was great. Yeah. Like
0: he, he's got another career in that, if he wants to do that.
1: Oh yeah. Just the way <laughs> he kind of promoted the all in match with Cody while being on ring of honor commentary and just the things he was saying, the little quibs back and forth forth with a uh, Caprice Coleman. It was awesome. And also Ian Riccoboni kind of given him a little bit of heat for being so pro Cody and stuff. (laughs) I loved every bit of it. And he always kind of gets left out of the conversation of great wrestlers, but he had an amazing 2018. And I don't think NWA really, he was the perfect kind of champion to start this rise of the company, Mm -hmm. this resurrection of the company. I I use that word because it's the most appropriate word really because the NWA used to be prominent, kind of went away and floundered for a little while in obscurity, but now it's back. So I think that's the most applicable word. But Aldis was such a great choice as a champion because, yeah, you might not have known him or cared really much about him, but through great storytelling, so not only is it Aldis, but it's the storytelling that they've been doing with the 10 Pounds of Gold series Mm -hmm. on NWA's YouTube channel that's been a big help, and that created such an emotion behind their match at All In, which really kind of elevated Aldis going forward. Even though he lost, people cared about Aldis from that point on. And even a little before, but, but mm-hmm. especially after All In, and now, like we mentioned, they want to see him versus Omega. People are talking about him versus Lethal, so people care, mm-hmm. and that's so cool. And to me, that warrants him being on the list, yeah. no question.
0: I mean, I'll I'll, I'll I'll fess up that really until you brought the NWA Ten Pounds of Gold to me, I didn't really know Nick Aldis, but after watching the build up to All In, I I couldn't be more impressed by. Like you said, the wrestling is good, but his storytelling, his mic skills, his persona make him really impressive to me. And I'm curious to see how he builds into 2019. You know, we talked about the previous two, do they need a belt? He has the belt. What, What did 2018 do for him? Going forward, I think that's going to be what will be interesting to
1: see. I think what it's done for him is allowed him to have more serious contenders for the mm-hmm. belt going forward. Because people see him as a serious champion. They see how great he carried the belt. And now people want to be involved in NWA and what they're doing. So to me, the big change, and what we're going to see in 2019, is him facing some big names. Like I kind of teased before. Um, and that's what people want to see.
0: Um, you know, it'll it never happen but I, I, I always bring up these scenarios that would be so cool. What if he showed up on a WWE pay-per-view with the NWA title on the line?
1: They've teased that. They I'm, wouldn't be opposed to
0: that. No. And so, I mean, having this champion that goes around to different promotions is a co- cool idea. But you've got to have somebody captivating. Like, it couldn't have been James Ellsworth, you know, no, or whatever. right, right. Right? So... Somebody like him could bounce between these promotions, and I think people would be legitimately interested. Now, you know, a lot of your WWE audience isn't even going to know who he is, probably. That would be the downside, where, you know, in Ring of Honor and New Japan and stuff, more people are familiar with him.
1: I mean... I think something that kind of helped him, even though he wasn't a huge household name, his size and look really worked Mm -hmm. towards what they were going for and what they did. And even if you might not know him, you're like, wow, this guy looks impressive. He looks like an NWA champion. (laughs) You know, he kind of has an old-timey classic feel when you look at him. A wrestler's wrestler, and I keep using that phrase every week, but (laughs) it's like kind of the definition of what you think of when you think of the word wrestler, especially an old school type of wrestler, works out all the time, tall, oh, he, and, and, and very like serious, dresses to the nines.
0: He would be a Vince type of guy. <laughs> he would, sure. It's the funny thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's got the look that, that they you know, love. I'm surprised Vince hasn't made a run at him.
1: But again, <laughs> he, he has the N.W.A. look as well, which is really mm-hmm. all about professionalism and being serious. And he dresses to the nines, which helps you know as well with all his nice suits. So to me, I, I think he covers every base. He checks every checkmark, you know, that there is for best wrestlers of 2018.
0: Of course, the guy he had the uh, series with. Leading up to All In, this is going to be our uh, our fifth and final, and it's kind of a joint. Cody and the Bucks, what a year they had, and the big unknown going into 2019 as well.
1: I mean, I think we would be wrong to leave them off the list because of All In, and such a big event that really kind of changed the course of history. And I say that because I think. We're going to see something really big on January 1st. They're going to tease. They've been teasing something, mm-hmm. and they're going to reveal something very big. And I think it's going to change the way wrestling is in 2019. It may be beyond, I hope. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but it looks like big things are coming. And the Bucks and Cody took a huge risk, mm-hmm. put their own money into this event. They could have said, you know... We're happy with just being with Ring of Honor. We're happy with just doing the status quo. But they actually invested in doing something different, and it's paid off. Everyone wants them to work with them. Everyone wants a piece. And not only have they done stuff impressive with All In and In the Ring, but they did even more impressive stuff with being the elite. Just the Bucks continuing to evolve and make Being the Elite better and better every week and using it to their advantage to add layers of storytelling no matter what match they're involved in, whether it's with New Japan, with the Golden Lovers versus the Bucks match, that Being the Elite story added to that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that or, like I said, the Cody Aldous stuff, that was added to through Being the Elite and other YouTube series as well, like on NWA's YouTube channel. But so much was done throughout that series. And coding the Bucks... Had an amazing year. 2019 can only top it if they are successful at this new venture that I think they're going to reveal that they're doing.
0: It's funny because the other four people we mentioned, it was more about what they did in the ring, whereas Cody and the Bucks, it's what they did outside the ring. Right. You know, whether it is being the elite, whether it is this unbelievable showing it all in, which, you know, nobody knew how. Well, it would be received when it was first conceived. And then it sold out immediately. And then the buzz around it. And then StarCast. And all of that. And now they're they're looking to reinvent themselves again, it would seem. And who knows how their new future is going to be. Again, we, we talk about WWE. Is there going to be some sort of part of them in WWE at some point? Is this All Elite Wrestling going to be all-inclusive where maybe some, they're, because of their name appeal, can pull in people from everywhere. Yeah. You know, I, I, the thing that I guess is most intriguing is the unknown, is that there's so many possibilities. And we talked about it last week, the rumor mill and people's speculation on everything. Everybody has an idea on what it could be or how it'll work. And all of them are exciting. You know, there's all yeah. of the kinds of possibilities that are exciting, and it's because of these guys.
1: I think you just hit the nail on the head. You said everything so eloquently. I don't think I could top the summary <laughs> of why they deserve to be on the list. But like you kind of said, you know, it's not really the in-ring. And, in fact, I can't even really think of – Five bucks matches that were my favorite matches. Like, like I have a few, but mm-hmm. not five. Right. To me, it's more Unlike about the past
0: for you, right? Exactly.
1: Because right. in the past, I could like I could <laughs> name like you know obscure ones from a couple of years ago that I love. This year, it wasn't so much about my favorite bucks matches in the ring. It was more like you said about changing the business, about really laying the foundation for something new and exciting, about giving wrestling and wrestlers hope for what could be, mm-hmm. and um. Really, like, when we talked to Dana at StarCast, Mm -hmm. she really perfectly summed it up. I loved that interview, and in the interview, she talked about how, you know, the Bucks' parents have always said that Matt and Nick were meant to bring a light to the wrestling world. Right. And she never knew what that meant, but she got all teary-eyed talking about it. And it kind of made me teary-eyed because you could tell how much it meant to her. She goes, we're seeing it now. You know, they're they're changing the landscape of wrestling. They're giving people hope that there's something outside of WWE. She literally said that. WWE's great and all, but you don't have to go there to be successful. Right. You can make your own way. It's just about the amount of work you put in, and that's what you can get out of it. And I think that's, like, something that's a really important message. You have the power to mold your destiny, kind of. And the Bucks are kind of like the poster children for that, you know, about selling themselves and cody has just meshed with them so seamlessly and they've become a trio where they're really good at doing that overall
0: well and it's important you mentioned dana look the ladies behind the men influential obviously what dana's done what dana Bran- is a
1: driving force what for brandy sure.
0: has done for cody's career so kudos to them kudos to cody and the bucks and like you said Right after the new year, we're gonna get a better idea of what's what's in store.
1: Can't wait for January first. That's the big date they're teasing. We'll know all a lot into more. maybe new promotion. New
0: promotion. Hopefully
1: not going to WWE. As long as it's not that, I'll be happy. I
0: would be. I I'd be okay if they could somehow make appearances, but not have to sign a contract. I think that would be the coolest thing, is if they could appear at Royal Rumble or whatever, but uh, but know. still do their own thing. That to me would be the best scenario. For I me. could
1: I could see the appeal of that, but to me I don't want that to happen. I know but you don't. I, do, I definitely don't want them to sign full time like, you know, no, full I, time I got contracts.
0: You. No, and I don't think they would.
1: I'd be a little sad. <laughs> I'd be like, "No," cuz it just wouldn't be the same, but we'll see what, you know, what the big announcement is, and I can't wait.
0: Well, those are the <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh my God. <laughs> well, those are the five people that we wanted to talk the most about. Look, we could name 20 other people that had Great years. Uh, A few others we, we wanted to talk about. Tommaso Ciampa. We've said it multiple times throughout the year. What a great heel! I mean,
1: one of the best in the whole business, not just NXT the wave, or WWE.
0: The Wave <laughs>
1: didn't even need an entrance song, but they gave him one anyway. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. they shouldn't have. But he <laughs> was so good, didn't even need any music to come out to, just the booze. And that said it all. Like, he's such a great heel. And the match quality that he's had this year has been pretty consistent, pretty high level all around. And for that reason, he's a, a big honorable mention for us.
0: And. His partner in those matches, his former tag team partner, Johnny
1: Wrestling. Johnny
0: Wrestling also had a great year. Uh, look, you couldn't have that great series without the other one, right? Right. And they were both tremendous. Gargano seemed to reinvent himself a little bit, like he was willing to do whatever it took, kind of thing.
1: Some brutal matches, a different side of Gargano. I love all of it. Uh, that's why he deserves to be on the honorable mention list. And the match quality, just like Champa, it's really, really high, and he's had great matches with multiple people.
0: Uh, great heel is uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Of course, he's with, with Mr., uh, Mr. Badass uh, <laughs> Suzuki. Uh, they're a perfect tag team together because they're both perfect as just being evil.
1: I love them together. You know, they're doing great in Rev Pro. They did great this year overall. That's why Zack Sabre Jr. is an honorable mention. He had a wonderful year, but not only with Suzuki, but apart from Mm -hmm. Suzuki, he won the New Japan Cup, which was a huge deal. He had great performances in PWG, which we get to see live and in person at Time is a Flat Circle. And the way he was introduced in itself was awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. And the way he exited was awesome with two fingers in the air. (laughs) uh he he had a great year uh i mean the one of the images of the year will be at uh the N- new japan show in long beach when, when he and Suzuki attacked the referee afterwards.
1: Oh, yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> so, but also, he beat Okada this year. He did. And that was marvelous. Then he also had another match with Okada, didn't win that time, but still was fantastic. So all around, wonderful year in-ring and out-of-ring character-wise for Zack Sabre Jr. Because we started off the not, year not being uh, Zack Sabre Jr. fans.
0: But that turned around at time as a flat circle, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. And. And that says it all right there.
0: And then he mm-hmm. even got on your bad side uh, disparaging Halloween.
1: <laughs> yeah, he hated on Halloween when I was at the uh, press conference during Fighting Spirit Unleashed, and I was there live and in person while he was bashing Halloween. But, you know, he his promos are so ridiculous and over the top that even with that, I still loved him.
0: <laughs> Flip Gordon had a great year, of course, leading up to All In. Would he be All In, all that? The, the storytelling
1: with that, yeah. on you know, Being the Elite, was awesome in itself. But going up beyond that, the match he had with Jay Lethal was awesome. Him winning the Battle Royal mm-hmm. was a really fun, great moment. Uh, you know, everyone kind of assumed that would happen. Right. But just how he kind of went from not being an important person to being someone that I think is going to be a top guy for Ring of Honor this coming year. I think that's a huge turnaround. I think a lot of it is due to being the elite. So you got to give props to the show itself. But give... Flip his own credit. He's an amazing athlete. I mean, just the things he does in the ring. So smooth, effortless. Another high flyer like Osprey, But in a different way. He still does his own unique things. And um, he has a style all of his own, and I like that.
0: And uh, just competed in last man standing against Bully in a surprisingly good match there as well. Uh, finally among uh, our quick hitters, this guy right here, Chris Jericho. Uh, what a year he had.
1: I mean... You put on your own cruise, (laughs) I think you deserve to be mentioned in the best wrestlers who had the best year of 2018. Come on now. He definitely deserves to be talked about because not only did he do the cruise, which takes a lot of work in itself, he was touring with Fozzie this year, but he also became the IC champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I couldn't see coming,
0: with a brutal match against Naito. Oh,
1: I love that <laughs> match so much. And he has—he had an amazing match all the way back at Wrestle Kingdom with Omega, mm-hmm. which really started it all. Like that was such a brutal, awesome match. Nobody thought it would be like one of the best matches of the night, but it was.
0: And the appearance at All In as well.
1: Yeah, that surprised people. That was a lot of people's favorite part of the night. Yeah. You know, people were saying, that's Jericho, that's Jericho. They could tell by the way he was walking or his tattoos and that was so cool to hear the crowd kind of start to realize it was him and the roar in the building just went insane. Like, the level of sound just rose so high when that happened. And just the cruise itself was so special. Seeing him have matching gear with the Bucks in his match tagging with them, that was so cool, uh, special. And the whole... The whole thing he organized with that was very, very unique, and there's going to be a second cruise.
0: There is. So now we'll turn the page to 2019. Maybe some people I think I'm hopeful will be on this list next year. I know I I say his name a lot. I want to see Samoa Joe on that list. Uh, I think they're holding him back. I I mean, he's done such great character work, and he's an amazing wrestler, but he's not getting any younger, and I, I really want to see them take advantage of him. Uh, I think I think Kota Ibushi maybe already is kind of on this list for 2018, but I think depending on what happens at Wrestle Kingdom, I think he his 2019 is already going to be off to a, a big start. Anybody that you think might be on the list that we'll be talking about next year at this time?
1: It's not about who I think might be on the list. I mean, I think... You know, it's easy to say Cobb will be on the list, Flip Gordon will be on the list again, but not as an honorable mention, I think, as, like, a main player because I just think they're going to push him so hard. But who I'd like to see on the list, who I have doubts that the company's going to get behind, Bailey. When are we going to see this main event match that I know she can have, that she's had in the past? She is a one-of-a-kind baby face, and I used to say this all the time about Sami Zayn and her. mm mm-hmm. It's rare to find a believable baby face. I think another one is Osprey, uh-huh. and he made our list this year. But Bailey has not been pushed very much in the forefront this year. Next year, I really wish that would be different, but I don't see it being different. And um, you know, I just I think she's got the talent, and her and Sasha showed what they could do. And why can't we have that match on the main roster? Wow.
0: Why? Well. You know what's going to happen first with them, as they are going to be at least considered to be the The favorites for for the first ever women's tag team title. Which, by the way, could WWE have buried that news anymore? Just in the middle of a Vince McMahon announcement, but that's that's a sidebar. They could
1: be the first tag champs. I could easily see that happening, and that would be special. But I'm waiting for the breakup and the match, the singles match against each other, because to me, that is like a WrestleMania quality level match it could be on wrestlemania should be yeah but i don't think it will be but i wish we can hope i'll
0: predict that it will be the headline match at evolution next year
1: okay but then again i
0: thought it would be this year so
1: i also just want to see suzuki still being prevalent and Mm -hmm. prominent i hope so he didn't make our top five list but he had a great year too he did he did
0: not the least of which he met us so (laughs)
1: or we met him that was the highlight of my year i gotta tell you no but
0: i'm saying it was a big year for him because he got to meet us yeah whatever (laughs) all right well speaking of lists when we come back another list best matches of the year from the various promotions and we're going to get your answers to those questions when we come back on two face wrestling talk st arnold brewing company located in houston is texas oldest craft brewery their goal is to brew world-class beers and deliver them to their customers as fresh as possible Making them the best beers in Texas and Louisiana. Their customers are beer lovers, people that appreciate great, full flavored beers. So, whether you're enjoying an Art Car IPA or a smooth drinking lawnmower, look for St. Arnold beers throughout Louisiana and Texas.
1: Our awesome wrestling logo is by artist Eric Hodson. You could check him out at erichodson.storenvy.com, where he has tons of other wrestling artwork. He really is an incredible artist. His Twitter handle is at Dreaded Dinosaur, which is named after his comic series, The Dreaded Dinosaur Man. Thanks, Eric. We really love your logo.
0: Hello, folks. I'm Kenny Omega, the best bout machine and IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Join me as we recap and revisit my journey towards becoming the champion and defending the belt up until Wrestle Kingdom 13 in a 10-hour special that I like to call... The Kenny omega The action kicks off Friday, December 28th at 2, 1 Central. Only on Access TV.
1: Welcome back to Two-Face Wrestling Talk. And now it's time to get into the matches, the greatest matches of the year. We put out a, a question on social media. We asked what was your favorite matches from each promotion. And we even said you could give some, you know, some miscellaneous answers as well, like from All In, the Jerko Cruz, NWA, whatever you wanted to shout out as some of your favorite matches. And there were some great answers, and a lot of answers that actually coincide with my list of best matches. So let's get right into it.
0: And we're going to start with Kel Will 9, who uh, is going to go off script right off the bat. All In Zero Hour, the over-budget battle royal, the best battle royal in decade.
1: It really was a wonderful battle royal, and I think it was one of the best ones, maybe ever, Um, like he said, in decades. I mean, it was so entertaining from start to finish. There were so many fun little spots and moments that made you just pop, and the crowd was really into it. They were. But yeah, it was an awesome, awesome match, and a great way to start all in. It
0: was, it was.
1: So, our next answer comes from at E-I-J-G-Y. New Japan. Kenny versus Okada at Dominion, amazing match, of course. <laughs> Ring of Honor, haven't watched much ROH, but anything involving Jeff Cobb, which would only be the later parts of the year, but still that counts. WWE, AJ versus Daniel Bryan at TLC. NXT, Almas versus Johnny Wrestling at Takeover Philly, amazing match. Impact, Johnny Impact versus Aries.
0: Good matches, and obviously that led to the. Uh departure of aries from impact which we uh, still haven't gotten much of a resolution on that have yeah we? i know we kind of forgot about that uh next one is from at mr bagshaw he just goes with nxt gargano champa over new orleans after seeing north american title match was sure that was going to be the best match on the card so glad to have been proven wrong
1: so he was singing that 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 match was even better than the latter match. Right. I really liked them both, so yeah, it's kind of were... <laughs> hard to pick a favorite out of the two. Both were great. So our next answer comes from at Makiki Designs, our good friend. New Japan Pro Wrestling, he likes Alpha versus Omega. It's the match that made me sign up for New Japan World and get into the promotion. I think it's important to note because that Jericho match was very, very important for getting people to subscribe yeah, so new, who had never watched New Japan New
0: eyeballs before. on the product, yeah, absolutely. So
1: that made that match super important for the company and definitely warrants it being one of the best matches of the year, in my opinion. Then he says, Ring of Honor, he loved the latter war at final battle. Just a great match between the three of the best teams in the biz. Which is so true. I mean, the Briscoes, they're one of my favorites. The Bucks and SCU, just the blood in that match. It was so brutal. Really just visually kind of gross, but in a cool way, (laughs) if that makes sense. Then he says WWE. The triple threat TLC for the Women's Championship just blew him away. NXT, Adam Cole versus Ricochet. He could watch these guys wrestle every week. And then he says Impact, LAX versus the OGs. He could have picked any LAX match, but this one was a war.
0: Yeah, I'm with him. Uh, LAX, yeah, we didn't mention them on our list of stars. They had a great year as well.
1: They really did. Every match they were involved with with was gold.
0: He also had a couple uh, other. Oh
1: yeah, he had some special special matches that he wanted to shout out. Tessa Blanchard versus Brian Cage at Wrestle Circus. I've heard so much about this match, but haven't seen it. I have to admit, but I want to see it. Then he says Alpha Club versus Bullet Club, and the Bucks versus LAX on the Jarco Cruise. He was on the cruise. Him and his wife, so sweet. Uh, we had dinner together. And, yeah, so he knows how great of matches they were. Now, you can't find Bucks versus LAX anywhere, but believe me, it was an incredible match. I wish, I wish there was a way for people to watch it because it just really kind of might have been the best tag match, in my opinion, of the year. And I'll talk about that match later, but it definitely warrants being on this list. Then he continues, and he has one more shout-out.
0: Oh, from uh, All In, uh, don't know if I could pick just one match, but there was just a, it was just a, huge experience standouts the women's fatal four-way omega versus penta flip versus lethal just plain fun uh yeah that women's fatal four-way was i I mean it's great
1: story how they built it up it meant so much
0: as great as tlc was i think that was the best women's match of
1: the year i do too because it, it had a lot of emotion behind it and they were trying to you know make that apparent and i think it was and just everyone had a cool part of the match it just was awesome and and everyone in the building was on fire for that match like everyone loved it
0: next one from at chibi halloween marty the moth versus pentagon dark in lucha underground's ultimate lucha or ultimate lucha i should say an amazingly brutal match lij versus killer elite from wrestle kingdom 12 pentagon junior versus sammy as we mentioned mask versus hair at impact ricochet and the war raiders and dunn against undisputed era from NXT WarGames, which was just a great match. Uh, Ricochet is a guy who could have been on our list oh, as well. easily, yeah. He had a great year as well.
1: So now we go to our good friend at Deej Kirkby. New Japan, Omega versus Okada 4, the closest to a perfect match as I've seen in all my time as a wrestling fan.
0: Strong praise. Well, and, I mean, that's what a lot, of, a lot of people think. And a that. lot of people are, are picking that as the match of the year. I've seen, and I have mean, yeah. Well, well, deservedly so, obviously.
1: I mean, every time you think they couldn't have a better match, they top it, yeah. including with this match. So, WWE, he says, the Raw Gauntlet Match. Outstanding wrestling and proof that when they want to, WWE can still hit it out of the park.
0: That's I said it uh, in the show right after that gauntlet match was the kind of thing that could have been a pay-per-view. It Definitely. was so good.
1: So then he says, NXT, the North American title six-man ladder match. Tough choice as NXT has been consistently outstanding every event. Could have easily picked five different matches, but the ladder match was really amazing.
0: That's a, and, you know, that is a really good point. As much as we give WWE heat, obviously, and deservedly so, that NXT product, every one of their main shows is consistently throughout the card really good.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and now that they've acquired, like, all those great names, it's just going to be even better going forward. Like, I can't wait to see Riddle and Keith Lee going and, forward. Punishment. <laughs> yeah, and Punishment Martinez. And now
0: Jack reinvented, so some great, great...
1: They're going to have to be prominent because they're great, great wrestlers, and they deserve to be kind of, like, talked about, like we're talking about Ricochet right now and Adam Cole and stuff. And the War Raiders, they deserve to be talked about in the same breath as mm-hmm. all those guys. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see what 2019 holds for NXT. So then Deed Kirkby says for ROH Jay Lethal versus Kushida. For my sins, I haven't seen as much ROH as I would have liked this year, but this match was all out. Balls-to-the-wall action. That was a good match, and I actually forgot about that match Mm -hmm. completely. But now that he says that, it was an awesome match. I mean, Kushida is one of the best wrestlers in New Japan, and he always gets overlooked kind of in conversations, but he consistently delivers in every match he has. So then we go to Impact. He says Johnny Impact versus Austin Aries. Wow, another high praise for that Aries-Johnny Impact match. He says it's another promotion I haven't seen enough of, but this is the best of what I have seen. Save Aries going into business for himself at the end, though. So yeah, I mean that part I thought added to the match, though personally. Yeah, I, because to me it was like such an interesting facet of the match. Like, was it real? Was it not real? Right. And that kind of right. Added is to he the really intrigue.
0: gone from the company? What is going on? Yeah, yeah
1: it added to the intrigue for me. So yeah. I loved that part of the match actually. And then he says the honorable mention would be Omega versus Penta at all-in. Great match. Amazing end with Jericho as Penta. It was such a big surprise.
0: Yeah, it was. It was it was so great. Next one is from Zach She 130 Jay Lethal versus Cody at Ring of Honor Final Battle. This was for the world title. It was the Plow Horse versus Mr. No Allegiance. The fate of Ring of Honor was decided as well.
1: So that was a recent match, mm-hmm. and I loved that match. I'm glad he brought that up because... It really had a lot of meaning for Ring of Honor as a company going forward, and I think the part of the match that kind of says it all was when Jay Lethal flicked him off and was like, "Get out of my company!" Yeah, get
0: out of my company! Yeah, yeah.
1: and and basically. Cody kind of turning into that true heel again so that Lethal could go over as right. the babyface. I love the way they booked that. I love the storytelling in that match. And we'll see how, like, we've been speculating all along, how 2019 will unfold with Cody and the Bucks and what they're going to do. But for Ring of Honor, this was the right direction to go with this match, and it was awesome. We've got at Gantis Ryan, WWE. He liked Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair at uh, Evolution. Then he says New Japan Pro Wrestling, Okada versus Omega, of course. The two out of three falls match that everyone keeps raving about. But again, rightfully so. That match was amazing. Ring of Honor. The Briscoes versus SoCal Uncensored versus The Young Bucks. The triple threat ladder match at Final Battle that we just watched. Incredible, incredible, brutal match as we've said. Impact. LAX vs. OVE. Barbed Wire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that match. Yeah. <laughs> NXT. Ricochet versus Pete Dunne, title versus title match. That was an awesome match too. Amazing
0: match. Amazing and nobody match. else said that so no, far. No, no, and I, I kind of, that kind of went off my radar, but that was an amazing match. Pete Dunne.
1: Talk about somebody who had a great year. Yeah. I mean, he should have been on our list, but yeah. it just wasn't enough ready. No,
0: he had a great year. He is so good.
1: He really is, and I just love his character and his persona, just the way he looks too. He, he looks so mean <laughs> and weird. I don't know. I love it. It adds to him a lot. So then he goes on to say, NWA, Cody versus Nick Aldis, the two out of three falls match at the NWA 70th show. I'm glad he mentioned that because being there live in person, it was awesome. And the match came off even better than it did on the pay-per-view itself. I think people forget about that match, and they focus on the all-in match. But this two out of three falls match, I think, really was just below that all-in match. And it it was really entertaining. I loved it. And it was definitely, overall, one of my favorite matches of the year. Not necessarily my favorite Cody Aldis match, just Mm. one of my favorites in general. And then he says MLW, The Battle Riot. And, you know, I haven't watched MLW, but that's something I'd love to get into in 2019. I just don't know if it's physically possible for us to watch any more wrestling. But I've heard great things about this promotion. If you could
0: quit your job, you know, you'd be in in business.
1: I don't know if that's going to happen, but that should be my dream to do wrestling as a job instead of my job job.
0: At Port Macklin 11, uh, New Japan, Kenny versus Okada, Dominion 2018. Impact Pentagon versus Sammy Callahan from Slammiversary. Ring of Honor Ladder Wars Bucks versus Briscoes versus SCU. NXT the Ladder Match for the NXT North American Championship. And WWE Last Woman Standing Match for SmackDown Live Women's Championship Becky versus Charlotte at Evolution. And then at uh, Rob Obrey, 41951756, weighed in on Burst Choices and said, All those are good choices. I also liked Jericho versus Omega.
1: Like we said, that was an important match for New Japan Pro Wrestling going forward and expanding into the Western market for sure. So I think that's an important match to shout out, and I'm glad some people are recognizing that. Our good friends at Bob Culture Pod, they just said NXT, Gargano versus Black. I think that might be their favorite match, period. Then we've got at Morden 1981. First ever House of Hardcore match on Impact. This was the match that showcased the 180 of Impact Wrestling in 2018. In this, Eddie Edwards evolved. Foundations for future feuds with Tommy Dreamer and Moose were laid, Mm -hmm. and Sammy Callahan shone. This cemented the new, mature direction. And he's right, but... As much as they progressed and did a 180, <laughs> I think they're inevitably going to regress with this channel change. I think it's a terrible thing for Impact in 2019. You know, Callous almost comes off as delusional, saying that it's going to be better. Right. I just don't see how it's going to be good for spreading and growing. And, yeah, they've got some good talent. I just think that their storytelling can be so corny. Now, what he's saying about that particular match, I love that match. Right. And I love anything Callahan has done. But overall, some of the outside of wrestling stuff they've done, I've hated. Well, so, I don't know. It's, it's touch and go for me for impact. I've liked some of the changes, but there's some things that I just still don't like about that company.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, the edgier part, if he's trying to kind of recapture ECW kind of feeling, I'm fine with that. You know, in the quote today, it also said sexier. What does that mean? Does that mean we're gonna regress to pillow fights with the, the women wrestling? I, I, you know, that's the part I'm, I'm a little concerned about on where, what direction they're planning on going there. And again, this Pursuit Channel, we don't have it, so I don't. I, I, we're gonna see a lot less impact unless we find another way to watch it. Yeah. And get a way to log into it. Finally, at SCWP 514 New Japan, Zack Saber Jr. versus Okada. At Sakura Genesis was just an all out technical masterpiece with Okada showing he's the best in the world and Sabre Jr. showing he can go with the heavyweights. Ring of Honor, Cody versus Kenny, it's Super Card of Honor. Great storyline between Cody and Kenny. Completely agree on that one.
1: Yeah, and and people were hating on that match. It's important to note that everyone was saying, oh, TakeOver was so much better. Cody and Kenny wasn't worth it. It was trash. I disagree a 100, maybe even a 1,000%, if it's possible to agree (laughs) that much, with his pick of this match. It was such a great match. Everyone forgets about it. And to me, there's subtle things that people missed in the match. There were subtle hints. and I, I just love the way it was booked. I love the story going into it. That match delivered in my opinion for me personally i know for a lot of people it didn't but for me it did
0: it's interesting too uh, going to this next answer because i was kind of going back wwe this is interesting because uh this is a good point he makes on saying oscar versus charlotte wrestlemania He said the men really haven't stood out at all this year and a lot of the answers for wwe's match of the year has been women which is i obviously a great sign for the women's division at the same time the fact that there weren't that many memorable men's matches is pretty telling for WWE as well. Now, that can't be said at NXT. He's got Gargano versus Almas at TakeOver Philly. It simply says, just watch that match. All right, so great answers. And so now that brings us to our list for the respective promotions. And uh, Kelsey, why don't you start?
1: okay, I'm going to start with my favorite promotion that exists, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, man, it it was hard to pick one match, so I went ahead and picked three for every promotion. (laughs) So sue me, whatever. (laughs) I really have a problem whittling it down. I do this all the time with my answers to questions. But, you know, it is what it is. There's so many great matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think more than any other promotion, this was the hardest to pick out of. And um, some of my picks are off the beaten path. So first, I'm going to go with, of course, the match everyone's already been saying. Okada versus Omega, not to be redundant, but the two out of three falls match at Dominion. It,
0: look, it's, it's everybody's pick, so it, it, it's not that hard to uh, agree with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. Just like he said, watch the NXT match, just watch that match, right. and you'll see that it's worthy of being talked about so much by so many people. It's definitely not overhyped, in my opinion. And just the story of all their previous matches going into that, I think, adds to it even more. Um, But you you could take it alone as well. But as a set, with the other matches, it's just incredible what they've done together. Just great chemistry. Insane, insane chemistry. So second, and this is on nobody's list, and that's okay. Because I thought... it. It was a wonderful match and it meant something to me personally and I got super invested in it. And sometimes the matches you're most invested in, those are the best. And it's Suzuki versus Godo at Wrestle Kingdom twelve, the hair versus hair match. And a hair versus hair match might sound silly to put in your best matches, but it's not. For Japanese culture this was a big deal. And shaving your head is a big thing of honor. Like it's it's kind of like you're you're disgraced mm-hmm. to shave your head. And Suzuki didn't have just normal hair. He had special hair. His hair was like part of his signature, part of his persona, part of him, his character. And so to me, him having to shave his head was huge. I almost cried. There's actually a reaction on my YouTube channel, Super Kicking It With Kelsey. If you go there, go scroll through my reactions and you'll see, I have a reaction to that video. I almost cry, but I think what's even cooler is that Suzuki, he looks like he's about to walk off, but he goes into the ring and he shaves his He own does head. it himself. Yeah. And that's what I like yeah. almost more than the match itself was what played out afterwards and how it didn't diminish his character at all. And he's just as badass today as he was then. He didn't lose anything. Right. And also, Goto just having an incredible match. And nobody picked this match to be something special, but it was. And that's why it's one of my picks for best matches in New Japan. Because it could have just been a throwaway match on the card, but it was something great. And it surprised people. A lot of people who never even watched New Japan, who watched that Wrestle Kingdom because of Omega and Chris Jericho, they told me that they loved that match. And they hadn't even watched the promotion before, so that says a lot too. And then thirdly... Ospreay versus Skrull in that match we love. It was just brutal. Osprey had that crazy spot that was almost like a botch. And like he hurt his neck. But to me it didn't take away because it was so crazy. And they stole the show. And it was awesome. And he still wrestled a lot after that. Like we said, during WrestleMania weekend. And just, it was an awesome match. They've had a great history together. Another pair that has great in-ring chemistry. Just like Omega Okada. Skrull and Osprey have had a long, long history and always really kind of pull out all the stops when they work with each other because they know each other so well and they have this undeniable chemistry. Go ahead.
0: All right, so we're going to go bouncing back and forth, I guess, between the promotions? Okay. So uh, New Japan, look, Okada versus Omega is going to be at the top of everybody's list. So it is kind of picking some other ones. I agree on Osprey and Skrull. That was one of the ones that was going to be on my list. One that nobody really has mentioned, Kota Ibushi versus Ishii in the oh, G1, yeah. which was amazing, an amazing match. The the leap off the uh, the ring post into that narrow area, awesome. But to me, really, I think if if you discount Omega versus Okada, the the best match of the year also in, included Omega, but it was Omega versus Ibushi in the G1.
1: That was great, too, and it was just a tease of what we could see if they had a longer program together, and that really was a wonderful match, Um, but people were upset that it wasn't longer, but I'm okay with it because, like I said, it was a good preview of what they can do in the future, and G1 matches are naturally shorter, so that's okay, and we're just going to get more in the future, I hope.
0: I hope so. Sorry, also distracted by our dog right now who's throwing his toy around trying to get attention. He's going insane. So uh, those those are the ones from New Japan. Look, there's 10 other matches you could choose that could fit into that list.
1: Before we move on, let me note that a lot of people love Golden Lovers versus the Bucks at Strong Style Evolved, and we were there live, and it was incredible, and it was a wonderful match. I am purposely not putting that in my top three matches, because to me, I loved it, but there was things about it I actually didn't like. Um, I have a lot of other Bucks matches I actually prefer over this one, mm. so I know that might be kind of a controversial statement, but so be it. To me, the way they also kind of painted the Bucks leading into it, it was kind of like conflicting. So one second, they're painting them as the baby faces, just trying to, you know, get by and make do without Kenny and... Um, trying to move up to the heavyweights and succeed. Then in the match, they play the clear-cut heels. So to me, it was totally the promotion not matching with the story within the match because the New Japan documentary series painted them like bibby faces just the night or two nights before the actual match. Then the Bucks and Kenny and Coda worked together in the ring. They must have planned out for the Bucks to be the clear-cut heels, which had to be that way because... Kura Abushi is so popular, and the Golden Lovers together are, like, insanely over, both here in the U.S. and in New Japan, in actual, in Japan.
0: Let's switch to NXT. Uh, Obviously, most everybody's got kind of a similar list, and uh, we don't deviate much uh, from some of our choices.
1: So mine, I have as number three, uh, Ciampa versus Gargano, any of their matches. uh, You literally can just... Pick whichever one you want. I liked them all, so I'm not going to shout out a particular one. Then I have the six-way ladder match that everyone's talking about from TakeOver New Orleans. I thought that was a good ladder match. wasn't my favorite ladder match of the year, I will admit that, but I thought it was a wonderful match, period. Um, And then my number one, Gargano versus Almas at TakeOver Philly, and I thought that was a great match. I liked it better than Ciampa versus Gargano, any of them. I just thought that it was... So perfect, and I loved everything about it.
0: Uh, I'm going to put the six-way ladder match as, as number one for me. Uh, Gargano and Champa, their entire series was great. I thought the match in New Orleans was the best of the three. And then uh, I liked uh, Ricochet versus uh, Adam Cole. I thought that was amazing. Uh, somebody also mentioned the, the, uh, the uh, War Games. Oh, that, yeah, that, that was tremendous as well, but I think the, uh, North, the North American title ladder match, to me, was the best for NXT in 2018.
1: Let me put you in the spot, though. Was it your favorite ladder match of 2018, out of all promotions, ever?
0: Hmm. Hard to say. It's, it's close, but, you know, it's up there against the Ladder Wars and uh, the ladder match that we saw at NXT TakeOver... Uh, both,
1: oh, at a Supercard of Honor. Or a
0: Supercard of Honor that was competing against so NXT TakeOver. you which one
1: you liked better? Don't be afraid, because I know if you say it is your favorite, you might think that I might get upset. No, but, I don't. I mean, you're entitled I, to your opinion. I honestly don't care
0: what you We think. could all
1: agree to disagree. <laughs> you don't care what I think I that. I, 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 I,
0: I think I said right after WrestleMania weekend, I think it was 1A and 1B. You could put them, I think they were equally as good, so.
1: I do remember you saying that, yeah, to be so, fair. You did say that way back then. So
0: there. I'm consistent. All, all right, right, WWE.
1: You, go. you got out of answering that. That's lame. <laughs> well, anyway, like and you said. And by the way,
0: your list here is going to prove my point of what I just said about uh, WWE matches of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Paul kind of teased, all of my top WWE matches were women matches. For me, that's rare because, you know, my favorites are like people like Sami Zayn. Like, he might be one of my favorite wrestler in WWE, but did he do anything this year? No. And he's had great matches in the past, but really the women are the ones who stepped up and had the great matches, not really the men. So, um, I have my number three, Ronda and Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania. And I thought that's important to shout out because people were skeptical about how she would do on a big stage. As I said earlier, but she delivered and she got like the hugest pop of the night and that could have main evented the whole show. That's how over that match was in the story <laughs> and the video package leading into it was great as well. Like even Stephanie, she was like a great heel like usual in that video package before they showed the match. Oh, it was so good. And then my number two, Charlotte versus Oscar versus Lynch, that recent match at TLC. I thought that was wonderful. Charlotte took some brutal brutal beating in that match she just took a lot of risks and then Asuka winning was a true surprise of a big delight for me personally because she had kind of lost her luster but hopefully this is the beginning of her coming back to prominence I hope and then finally number one people you know loved Charlotte versus Becky but I'm putting Ronda versus Charlotte because I just I loved that match and I loved the different side of Charlotte that we saw in that match kind of like a heelish Charlotte and um ronda took a lot of punishment in that match and i thought she didn't get her due props It's the match we talked about earlier earlier about her being booed and stuff at the end but it was a wonderful match and i really was like clapping and i loved it how about you
0: well i mean to me charlotte versus becky at evolution was an amazing match uh the ronda versus charlotte was tremendous so good so good and the tlc We've got to throw some guys' matches in there, I guess, for the discussion. Styles
1: always has great matches. Styles' matches
0: were great.
1: With Joe, the Um, storylines were good. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially especially, uh, to me, that probably is one of the best matches, the Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles that ends in a a double countout because AJ loses it. Um, I think a match at WrestleMania that kind of flew under the radar, actually two matches that could be matches of the year, at least on the men's side. The triple threat, Seth Rollins, The Miz, and Finn Balor was an amazing match. And the match from, now granted it's 205 Live, but Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander, I really thought the crowd might be kind of dead for that, but it was such a good match. The crowd was really into it. But I think when it's all said and done, I think Ronda and Charlotte is going to be my match of the year.
1: I mean, it's the year of the women. They've broken so many molds, they've done so many firsts this year in terms of WWE and uh, they had some great matches they really carried things and I think props go to the women.
0: Now one match I will say also from Wrestlemania that we thought because of the crowd noise and the lack of reaction from the crowd at least to the match that we went back and watched there was actually a better match than we thought probably not match of the year quality but the Lesnar Reigns match was actually really good. Remember we went back and looked at all their matches together, and that actually was a pretty darn good match, with the brutality especially. And
1: I've never been a Reigns fan in terms of his wrestling or character. Um, of course I wish him well yes. with his struggle against cancer right now. It's so sad to hear that he has that. But I've never been a true Reigns fan in terms of character and wrestling, and for me to defend that match, this says a lot. Yeah. Like, you know how I felt about his wrestling. Yes. So I rewatched it for a Wrestling Inc. video I did, and I... Actually changed my whole opinion of it. I guess we just were very distracted when we were there in person. But upon rewatching and actually concentrating, it really wasn't as bad as everyone kept saying. So to me, yeah, that was a good match.
0: And then of course somebody mentioned the gauntlet match that uh, from Raw. That was really good, the men's gauntlet. And match. they
1: gave him a lot of time for that. Yeah, yeah, it was cool.
0: Let's go to Ring of Honor.
1: All right, Ring of Honor. That was actually really hard for me. Um, I will put number three: the ladder match at SuperCard of Honor. Because that was live, exciting, it was awesome. But also I have to say, I didn't even think about Cody versus Kenny. That should really be there too as number 3. So I'm going to have that tied together. Both from Supercard of Honor. Then I'm going to have the Ladder War match that we just saw as number 2. thought that was really well done. But again, I said this last week, I loved it. But I didn't love it as much as Ladder War Mm 6, which had the Bucks versus the Addiction versus Motor City Machine Guns. To me, that was a great ladder match. It almost may be my favorite ladder match besides the Hardys and Bucks. Um, Those two are kind of neck and neck as my favorite ladder matches, you know, since I've been a fan watching the last five or six right, years. Right, And then number one, Bucks versus Briscoes at Best in the World. I've watched this match twice. I re-watched it before we did the Bucks special at StarCast, and it is an amazing match. Uh, great storytelling, great promos leading into the match, especially by the Briscoes, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, they surprise people they might not think, "Oh, the Briscoes—they're not good talkers," but they are. They're great. They have these great promos that are so in character, and that really added to that match against the Bucks. And it's two of Ring of Honor's best tag teams, two of the most historic tag teams in the promotion. And if Bucks are really gone, then to me, it's a great last match to have against the Briscoes—to you know, have as a part of your legacy in Ring of Honor.
0: Well, Ring of Honor-wise, um, one match that. Uh will never even hit anybody's radar that was a great match to me was punishment versus Ishii.
1: Oh at yes. Super card of honor. People were like not even praising that match. It no. was such a good match. And
0: and I the crowd really wasn't into it initially, remember, and then yeah. they kinda got into it. Now granted Ishii's not a full time member of Ring of Honor, so we can't really put that on the list. I am gonna put the ladder match from Supercard of Honor above Ladder Wars because uh, I thought it was so good, especially with the kingdom getting involved and all that, and uh, Vinny Marcella and all that.
1: I love the balloons. <laughs> and, yeah. uh,
0: you know, again, I, this may be a controversial choice, but with all that was involved, I thought Cody versus Kenny, Super Card of Honor, to me was the match of the year, because it wasn't a gimmick match, and the storytelling was great. Yes, it was not great, where they looked back at the table. And, yeah, I didn't you like know, that. That you know and kind of repositioned. Yes, that was a little sloppy, but I think when you take big picture, I think that was the most impactful match for Ring of Honor in 2018.
1: I have to agree that that was an impactful match for sure.
0: And uh, as you take a picture of our our dog looking bored watching us the gonna podcast. I'm going to tweet it later. We'll... I'm going to
1: tweet it later being like, someone <laughs> doesn't enjoy watching us record our podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it more <laughs> than our dog who's looking pretty upset. <laughs> uh, finally,
0: Impact. Uh, I'll start with Impact. Um, I think Sammy Callahan versus Pentagon is easily going to be on a lot of people's lists. But to me, and... Uh, Somebody mentioned it earlier. LAX versus the OGs, to me, was the match of the year in Impact. It was so good. So many great spots. And I just, it to me, elevated LAX, but also showed how great OGs are as well.
1: I love that match, too. But I gotta say, anything with Sammy Callahan in it was my favorite Impact match. <laughs> I know that's kind of broad, <laughs> but he really has delivered in everything he's been involved with, like I said earlier, when we are talking about him as one of the best wrestlers of 2018. I just think he's so incredible, and what he's doing with his character and Impact is gold right now, and can't be beat. So to me, anything involving him was awesome. The Pentagon stuff, yeah, that comes to mind right away, but... Really, just literally anything he's done, that would be number one. But I also have some, like, honorable mentions from other things. Like, um, we were so lucky to go to so many great shows this year, you and me. Um, including all in. And I would be remiss if I didn't say I loved Cody versus Aldis. I loved the story. In fact, that might be my favorite standalone storyline in all of wrestling of 2018. The way they built that up, it had so much meaning. And the crowd. That might have been my favorite crowd reaction, too, for a match. It was so loud when Cody came out. And it was so emotional when he won the 10 pounds of gold. So, to me, perfect story going in and perfect payoff. And the way it was booked, it was just incredible all around. And definitely might be my match of the year period. If I had to only pick one match from all promotions, I know technically Okada versus Omega had the better in ring, but in terms of just the feel and the story, Cody versus Aldis is my favorite. There was that awkward blading stuff that I didn't like, and Cody's involved in a, a lot of weird blading stuff I usually am not a fan of, but I could overlook that because of how great it was in terms of story, like I said. And the Battle Royal, as someone mentioned, I loved that too. I thought for being a multi-man match, it was powerful. It was great. I love Jordan Grace in it.
0: Yeah, and uh, somebody mentioned the women's Fatal 4-Way. I, I, again, would contend that was the women's match of the year, as great as some of those other matches that we've mentioned were. So, And that show was just great. I mean, the Lethal versus Flip was great with Lethal yeah. coming out in the Macho Man uh, persona and all of it. <laughs> it
1: was really, really funny.
0: All right, other promotions.
1: PWG, I loved. We saw in person Matt Riddle versus Zack Sabre Jr., two great wrestlers. And it's cool because Riddle's not even around anymore. He's in NXT. So to see them together while we could, I loved that.
0: Chuck E.T. versus Keith Lee in that.
1: And then they were brawling right in front of us. And the bartenders were like, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep, That was awesome. And the Osprey match.
1: Oh, yeah, Osprey versus Adam Brooks, you love that. Basically, the whole time is a flat circle. I guess we're partial to that because we saw it live and in person. It was our first PWG match, and it was magical. It was. Um, It was awesome. I wish it could have been in Rosita in a way so we could experience the true PWG, but now, you know, the Globe Theater is their new home, so it is what it is. We got to experience the first show in that new venue, and that was special in its own way. And then let's go to NWA i really had a good time at nwa 70 a lot of people were saying about the pay-per-view it had its problems but give them props because they re-uploaded it with the good sound and i thought that was really cool of them to make right by it and to fix the problem and to make it available the correct version available for everyone to watch and so i really loved cody versus all the two out of three falls match the brawling in the crowd right by me with the trash and oh man it was awesome and I think being there live gave it a little something extra, so that's why I, I'm a little partial to that. Then the Jericho Crews being there in person as well. The Briscoe versus Briscoe match, yeah, they showed it on the pay-per-view version, but it wasn't the same. Uh, it wasn't like being there live. It just was so well done. And the Briscoes, uh, as a tag team, are, are my favorite, maybe, tag team right now. But against each other, they're just as good Uh I love them and they have such funny personalities and like I said I had a cool interaction with them on the flight home and that kind of made it extra special too but I would be remiss if I didn't say LAX versus Bucks nobody got to see that unless you were on the cruise and it was so good it like blew my mind two of the best tag teams ever and people applauded LAX at the end started chanting them Changing their name and that was really special And really cool I also didn't mention a funny chant during the Briscoe match Let's go Briscoe, Briscoe sucks <laughs> And I thought that was really funny And kind of added something to the match too
0: So good stuff As we put a bow on 2018
1: Can I ask you one last final question so No You and I have been, <laughs> well I'm going to do it anyway I don't care what you say, I'm not going to okay, listen well, to you
0: I may not answer, but go ahead
1: <laughs> What was your favorite event you You and I have attended this year in 2018. We've been so lucky to go to so many things. Well, one thing. What's your one thing? I mean,
0: it's hard to beat being at WrestleMania just because of the spectacle of it. Uh, your but,
1: favorite overall show you've been to live this year?
0: Uh, the NXT house show in Winter Haven in front of 25 people. No, I'm
1: kidding. I would say there's
0: no way. <laughs> I'm kidding. Even though that was a, a good that show. That
1: was in December of 2017. Was it? I don't even know. It remember. was. Oh, okay. doesn't um, count.
0: I'm being facetious anyways. Uh, I think you mentioned it a few minutes ago. just getting to go to a pWG show, the time is a flat circle, and especially because that kind of kicked off our weekend. Then we went to the new Japan show. Um, I guess I guess that would be my choice.
1: Yeah, it was a good weekend too. We saw the Hollywood Walk of Fame and all this in the, <laughs> the the museum with all the cool like cannibal lecture stuff. yeah, but that was a great weekend, and it was a great show for sure. Definitely an intimate venue, and I liked that a lot. But I think nothing can beat for me Super Card of Honor in New Orleans, our own hometown. Yeah. And getting to interview like 10 wrestlers before the show, that kind of makes me biased towards it. I had such a good time. It added to my enjoyment of the event, and everyone there was so nice to us and gave us a lot of time. And just a lot of memorable, like, interactions with yeah. the wrestlers. With like ca- the bouncers and...
0: Caprice and the yeah. dogs.
1: Just every... <laughs> I just loved it so much. So I got to say Supercard of Honor. All right. Well,
0: that's fair enough.
1: Besides All In, it would be a close second. But just because of the interviews and the special interactions, I would say Supercard. And we didn't have to travel. Yeah. But but All In was right up there. It was so special for me. It because was. overall, as a show, every match was incredible to yeah, me. Yeah,
0: that's true. I mean... Again, it's hard to uh, hard to choose. I can tell you the worst show we went to this year was that Monday Night Raw. Oh <laughs>
1: at, God, all at the Smoothie
0: King Center. That it was right before
1: a pay per view. Uh,
0: I can't remember which pay per view now. Um, awful, awful <gasps> So
1: It was like mostly the, commercials. and the
0: crowd wasn't into it at all. And it was it, it was the building was not even half full. It was just. That was the worst show we went to it this really year, was. for sure. And so, now that
1: we've talked about the best and the worst, now you could put a bow on it. All
0: right, it's time to uh, look ahead to 2019 as we close out the show and send them home. Uh, what are you looking forward to in the new year?
1: a lot of things of course i want to see what aew all elite wrestling really is is it just a tease did they follow that copyright trademark just because to fool people <laughs> or is it really going to be its own promotion i just want to see what unfolds with that uh i want to go to an all-in too so if that happens i hope we're there that's yeah. like my one number one dream for the new year Um, I'm also looking forward to us as a podcast growing, getting better. I want to do more interviews. I hope my wrestling career continues to grow. You know, that's some personal, selfish stuff, but (laughs) I hope it happens. I mean, geez, that's some stuff I want to see in wrestling for me. (laughs) But also, don't forget, guys, before the New Year's happened, uh, Axis is having that awesome Kenny Omega-a-thon, and that starts the day that this is released, the December 28th, Friday, December 28th. But it goes for a while, and that will be a good lead into Wrestle Kingdom. and That's something I'm also looking forward to is Wrestle Kingdom. And hopefully more New Japan shows in the U.S. as well.
0: I am looking forward to uh, the show at Madison Square Garden.
1: Oh, God, I forgot about that. It's going to be amazing. To
0: see, getting to see wrestling at Madison Square Garden for the first time is going to be incredible. WrestleMania, can't wait for that. There's already some some matches and match potential that already seems like might be better than the WrestleMania we just had this past year. Uh, I'm looking forward to us doing our first live podcast after Wrestle Kingdom here next week.
1: Yep. We're going to be on Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel going live as soon as Wrestle Kingdom is over, give or take five minutes (laughs) to set up and everything, but it's going to be fun. Something we've never done. And hopefully we'll be awake and not be done <laughs> because actually I'm going to work right after that. Yeah. So we're coming home from Chicago because we're going to go to the winter Classic, like we said at the beginning right. of the show. We get home on Thursday, yep. technically the night of Wrestle Kingdom in the U.S. Yep. We're going to – I've got to go to work. Then I'm going to come home, take a nap, hopefully enough – to feel rested, then you're going to stay up, watch it live, do the live podcast, which, please, guys, check it out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to see everyone's reactions right away, their raw reactions about what they think about what happened. I'm really looking forward to that main event. You know, I want Kenny to win. I want him to retain. Because I think he needs to kind of go over on Tanahashi to cement himself as one of the greats in New Japan to cement his legacy, really. We'll see, though, because what is all leap? wrestling have to do with his future and what's going to happen in that match I don't know it all is so exciting to think about but please stay up with us and uh I hope I can make it through that (laughs) night
0: we will we will uh Uh, finally I'm also looking forward to seeing along those lines whether Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay lives up to what we think it's going to be I
1: think it will and
0: I think it's going to be the match of the year in 2019 and it'd be crazy if that's the case four days into 2019 Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if Impact has made a major mistake by the direction they're going to a channel that a lot of people don't have. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team Division, who, by the way, who called for that a long time ago. Much like I called, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2019, being right like I was in 2018. I called for an all-women's pay-per-view when they messed up the whole thing in Saudi Arabia. That happened called for a women's tag team. What else did I call for? Oh, I said that Asuka could win and and either Charlotte or Becky would be in the Royal Rumble and that would set up th- them versus Ronda Rousey. So I look forward to being right.
1: More. I hope you're wrong so that you can like not be so egotistical and yeah, stuff. Well. Put you in your place. <laughs> I'm the wrestling master. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <else? laughs> we'll see how it all plays out in 2019, but some fun stuff to look forward to. Also don't forget SmackDown moving to Fox. What's that going to be like? Yeah. They, you read that interesting article, which kind of says or claims that it's going to be more athletic and less comedy and less, you know,
0: hey, corny. I'm all in favor of that.
1: We'll see. <laughs> we'll Only s- time will tell.
0: Well, Fox is paying a lot of money, so I think they're going to get to dictate exactly what they want to see. So. Yep,
1: I think you're <laughs> just about right. But you know, um, we've got a lot to look forward to in the coming year. But our time here is up. For this year and for this podcast special. So we thank you for spending your time with us. And not just today, really all year. And it means a lot to us. We're always so thankful that you guys interact on social media, that you give us your feedback on our shows. And remember, our saying for 2018 is going to be true in 2019. It's all okay to agree to disagree. You can have different opinions as long as you're respectful of each other. And, yeah, you guys might not like what I have said this year or what Paula has said. But... I find that
0: doubtful, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> but it's okay because it's okay to have different opinions. And if I don't agree with what you say, again, it's all right. And I love that about wrestling, and that's something that we're going to continue believing in and preaching into 2019. But, again, thanks so much. Hope you all have a happy new year. Hope you had a happy set of holidays. And, uh...
0: That's it for us. Go Bruins at the Winter Classic.
1: Yeah, I hope we win. <laughs> That's the finish.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go
1: the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts